Cool. Uh, well, oh, let me start over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Got to the end and couldn't. So find tired. It. So so tired. We're about to go to our all company party right now. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna just. Uh, <laughs> No, it actually is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Um, I just need to keep my eyelids open. Right. <laughs> you should have gotten coffee earlier. Yeah, seriously. I should do that. I you hope to step out. <laughs> um. Gina, it's been a busy week for us. Whoa. There are, so busy. There are a lot of human beings at uh, 101 Fifth Avenue right now. So many human beings. I forgot. I forgot what it was like to be in a room with so many human I mean, it's so, yeah. ama- It's lovely. Describe what's happening at Post Light this week. <laughs> There's so much happening at Post Light this week. So this week, June 2022, we are having our first, what we call Remotes Week in two years. So Remotes Week is a twice annual event that we typically have in June and December, where the entire team from across the country and And our Lebanon team and outside of our country descend upon New York City and hang out together in our office and get some, you know, FaceTime. We're we're a hybrid slash remote company and it's a time to get together and, and get to know one another. It's when we have our company holiday party in December. We do activities. We get to know one another. Thanks to the pandemic, we have not done this for two years. We we came really close to doing it in December, actually. And then called it off. Called it off last minute. That was just because of Omicron. That was rough, right? Omicron was happening. We called it off. Heartbreaking. But the result means that there are people who worked at Postlight for up to two years Mm -hmm. who we have not met in person. Mm And this week was the week. We tightened up COVID protocols. We bought out all the tests we possibly could. We booked all the flights, booked the hotel rooms, and most, but not all, but most, yep. most of the company came to, to New York City this week. I mean, it's been a blast. It's I, been so fun. I haven't done this much, so much socializing I mean, in I'm my exhausted. Life. Yeah. Oh, like happy exhaustion is the... <laughs> Is the, is the end state of remotes week. Like, we all know that. It's just part, part of it. Yes. But you sort of fuel up on... You know, good vibes and connection and love and chitter chatter, like things that you you don't realize you're missing and don't come through in Slack. It's true. I'm such a big proponent of remote work. I, I've always loved working remotely. Before Postlights, I joined Postlight six and a half years ago or something. I'd always worked completely remotely, and and Postlights kind of, you know, hybrid setup was actually kind of new for me. And you know, because I live in New York City, and Postlights office was in New York City for mm-hmm. the most part. I came into the office at Postlight, but that was a change for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a perception that, you know, execs and management, I'm doing air quotes for our listeners, you know, want everybody to be in person, but that people who actually get work done, you know, really enjoy working from home. Like the pandemic, you know, brought everyone, you know, to make that leap of remote work being way better. But we we also really like working remotely. Like you, you and I actually have hit this like really nice hybrid stride, right? Where we do a mix of in person together in the office and remote. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's excellent. There are real benefits to both. Sometimes you need to put your headphones on and, and do deep work. Also, sometimes you need, you're in back-to-back meetings and you're yes. like, I don't want to have to jump from conference room to conference room right. and not have a second to like shove some food in my face <laughs> or get a drink of water or right. whatever. And being home just allows you to you have a tremendous amount of control over your time and your work environment in a way that you just don't in the office. But 
being at the office, you get these serendipitous moments where you can connect with people in the kitchen or walking by and you're just like, oh, hey, it's good to see you. Like, tell me what's going on. Oh, that's interesting. It sparks ideas and conversation in a way that, again, it just, it doesn't happen in chat or it's a lot harder to do in chat. And this is not new. I think a lot of people have talked about this over the past couple of years, but what we're experiencing this week is an extreme example of it because not only do we have, you know, our New York contingent or most of our New York contingent uh, in the office this week, but we have, you know, most of the company yeah. uh, in the office this week. And so you're getting these connection points that have been literally two, three years dormant that are surfacing for the yeah. first time. And it's just to see people like smiling and hugging and being like, hey, you're that tall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. what's up? So good to see you. And to... You know, and it's not just about socializing. I mean, the, the thing that I worried about, even as a huge proponent of remote work and even knowing that our company was totally equipped and prepared and able to work remotely, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I was worried about was our, our team members aren't going to have the connections that will help them face adversity together That's really well said. in their work. Yeah. That's what I always worried about. Like that, like when you have those, those relationships and that time to get to know one another, when you're facing like a tough challenge or you're seeing a risk or there's something that happened that you're, you know, maybe not feeling so proud over that you're worried about, you're much more likely to raise your hand or to, to bring it up to someone who you have a relationship, a trusting relationship with, a connection with. That's exactly um, right. Then, then, then if you don't, and it's always the thing that worried me that someone would be, you know, quiet on that video call because they just didn't feel like they knew their other, you know, their team members very well or, or didn't get sort of, you know, exposure to that group dynamic as much as they would if we were if we were in person. That's the thing. You you do, you build connections, you build trust, you deepen relationships by doing things like going out to lunch or yeah. our people operations team is absolutely incredible. They did an amazing job putting together a whole slew of events that we offered to people this week. Mm-hmm. Some of them were team focused events where the teams would go out and we had one team do a painting class. We had one team do ax throwing. We had one team go to a barcade. They sound kind of like, oh, well, you're giving people an opportunity to socialize. And it's like, yeah, there's, that's some of it. But also you build connections in these environments that you can then fall back on, just like you're saying when you're doing the work. And especially when you run across a problem, you can refer back to be like, oh yeah, you know, I had that great connection with Mm -hmm. John and now I can, I know that I can go to him when I've got something or like I can pull him aside uh, because I want to ask a question. It's difficult to force those things. Whereas when you're in the same physical space, a lot of the times it happens more naturally. It's true. It's true. And a big change for this remote week is that we are post light is bigger than we've ever been. Yeah. Um. So we, we couldn't actually fit everyone into our, our office because we outgrew our office. We had so to we rent a temporary so we had to, space. Yeah, we had to rent a space, and even just you know, at one point, you and I looked at one another and went like, "Where are we going to have the all hands?" <laughs> where everyone can be in the same room. Like we don't have a room that's big enough for that. So we had to rent the chairs and set up the AV and, and all the things. Like yep. it was a get bigger, than a microphone, bigger scale. Yeah, exactly. And also like, we're not really post-pandemic, right? And there's some risk and there are protocols. You have to communicate about those and enforce those and, and just make f- everyone feel comfortable. And if they don't feel comfortable, I mean, everything's optional. You know, if, if you're not feeling it, yes. you don't have to participate. This is an important bit because I think sometimes these when you get people together, it can feel like, oh, this is forced family fun time where we've all got to be in the same room 
every minute of every day. Yeah. And that's not true. Like we invested money in bringing people to New York and we want mm -hmm. people to spend time together. But this is not about like locking people in a room and saying, hey, you must build bonds with each other. <laughs> it's optional. And, and we also recognize that people need time to recharge. Everybody's also different and knows yeah. their own limits. And sometimes you need to be like, that was a great lunch and learn that I went to, but now I've got to go work from my hotel for the afternoon because I am burnt out. And yeah. that's okay too. It can be a lot, especially for people who work remotely, you know, 100% of the time to come in and get a tidal wave of social interaction. Sometimes yeah. you need to take a breather and that's okay too. So we've tried to build in, and this is something we would recommend going forward, is give people enough opportunity that they don't have to like go out of their way to spend time with people. If you give them a lot of options, they right. will you know, usually happen. take you up on them. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But also allow for the fact that sometimes someone's got to bow out. Right. And then that's completely fine. Mandatory return to office is a, it's something that we decided not to do. We, we made a, a firm decision. We're hybrid forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has different lives and different tolerances and different situations, different health situations and different feelings about, you know, I just never want someone to feel like I got to do this company thing, even though it makes me feel unsafe. I'm worried. Like I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. Like that's just not, <laughs> right. that's not ideal conditions and, and, for and getting not, things done. It's not ideal conditions and you're not. It's not positive. You're not right. you're not building good vibes positive, there. Right. You're, you're building experience. resentment, which yes. is that's not helping anybody. There are lots of options for remote only jobs now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody in our industry, you know, who have desk jobs being having that option of, of you know working remotely and proving out and everybody having to do that, I think that a lot of people turned the corner and said, Oh, like this is great. This is for me. This is what I want to do forever. And this is a viable option. And uh, that's wonderful. Uh, people used to look at me real weird when I said that mm. I just work from home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other thing though about being in the office and you know, sometimes or a trip like this remote week, it's just you feel like connected to the place that yes. you work, you know, especially in an agency setting where you work with different clients. But at Postlight, it's good to feel connected to like, oh, I work at Postlight. These are my coworkers, even though I'm interacting with our clients every day. That's right. You just said the key thing, which is my coworkers. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we have an office and we rented this temporary space. And it's been great to have people see the Postlight logo up on the wall. But it's not really about that. It right. is about people making connections with their teams and seeing, oh, this is the place that I'm a part of and the place is the people. Yes. It's been good for us, I think, to, mm -hmm. to walk around and meet some of these folks and build casual connections, but it's been even better for us to see small groups of people going out to lunch or huddling in a corner or taking a meeting you know, in a conference room in person and getting the chance to build those connections amongst each other. Yes. Because that's really what's gonna, not in an artificial way, in a real way, like build ties to the group and to the place. Yeah. I mean, on, on day one, as people were coming and checking in and doing their COVID tests and starting to chat, like the volume level and on the office floor, like went up to this Slightly like rose, low yeah. roar. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's been so long. <laughs> this place has been empty. It's yeah. been so long. This yeah. is wonderful. Just like that buzz of like activity and seeing others. It's, it, it's irreplaceable. You can't yeah. replace it. Even as someone who really, really enjoys working remotely, the hybrid approach, I've come full circle here. Like, I think that it's vital to do both, really. Have some opportunity to be some opportunity in to do physical both. space. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be every day or even every week, even right. if it's a couple times a year. Right. I think it's really, really important. And it's been it's been such a good week. We're both exhausted. I'm looking at you over this microphone. We My both are exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> Our eyes are drooping. But uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we're thrilled. I, we hope to, you know, do it again in December. And it has worked so well for us over the past few years. And it's going to be a key part of, you know, what we do going forward. 
I'm curious, are there things that jump to mind for you that are necessary to make a remote week go well or a gathering go well? Because I have I have a few that jump to mind. I'm curious if there's anything that you would be like, if you want to do one of these, you should make sure to X. Yeah. I mean, the first thing that jumps to mind is at our scale, I think once you pass kind of 100 employees or 100 attendees, let's yeah. say, there just has to be planning and structure in yep. a way that we haven't had to do in the past. Totally. And this, especially with COVID and new you know, office protocols around COVID, there has to be structure. There have to be you know, very clear, here's where you test and here are the signs and here's where you check in and do your wellness survey and all that stuff. If it makes it feel a little bit more formal and a little bit more like I'm going to a conference versus going mm-hmm. to my office. But mm-hmm. I think it's really important to over-communicate. This is how this is going to work. This is what's going to happen today you're going to be here, we're going to be there, and this is how this goes. So that's a really big deal, especially at our size. Do you remember the other thing we had on the first day? Name tags. Yes. Which, when I walked in, I was like, this is so silly. Why do we have name tags? But it was key. It was key. Because it was an amazing idea. People's, you know, <laughs> Slack profile, even just seeing someone on video call, it's a different thing. You got the headphones and yes. whatever. Like, yeah, just recognizing. I look different in yeah, person yeah. versus, like, you know. Oh, the beard, a different hair. Like, right. oh, you're really tall. You you perceive people differently yes. in 3D. Yes. Um, yeah, I was really happy about the name tag. I also had that reaction. I was like, what is, oh, name tags? Why do we need name tags? Why do we need name tags? And then, and then I was like, oh, I'm really glad that we have name tags. Yeah. Like, so that everyone knows. I mean, I I really do think thinking about it almost like a mini conference and Mm -hmm. appreciating and recognizing all the work that goes into like running a good conference, even a small one. Yeah. I totally agree with you about structure. I also think you have to build in those times where they are, there are unstructured times with sort of within the itinerary. Yeah. I think you've got to give people options. That's something that's important Mm -hmm. rather than saying, you know, it's everybody's going to go do this. It's like these four things are happening. Right. What are you interested in? What are you interested in? And let there be breakout groups Yep. so that people can, again, in that smaller setting, Think about the food. Like, yeah, food's important. It's important. Very important. You got to think about where are breakfasts and lunches happening? Where are you letting people go out for dinner on their own? Are you hoping that they go for their with their teams? Like, again, small detail, but it matters because it's one of those things that brings people together. Yeah, and honestly, we did have a lot of meals here at the office. I think it's great, though, for people to go out. I do, too. Because I learned about new places near the office that I didn't know about. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this place is great for lunch or breakfast, and the C-teams go out and break out and, like, try different kinds of food. You know, like, I know. It, it was There was really, a whole thread really about best bagel places in the best city. Best bagel places in the city. Yep, yep. Yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese. Where do I go? Right. <laughs> it, was, it, was really, it was really fun. Yeah, it's, again, it's one of those things that everyone is going to have to be thinking about it. And so if you can be one step ahead, great. Yep. Yep. I would also say, I'll use this remote week as an example. We had a handful of people who were not able to come in person. That's right. And we still wanted to make sure that they felt included and connected, even though they couldn't do all of the events. Mm -hmm. So we made sure that, for example, our audiovisual setup for our big meetings included remotes. We had our employee resource groups uh, host events. Those were also streamed on Google Meet so that if you were remote, you could tune in. We recorded our big all hands. We recorded it. So we will also publish it as a video. So you also have to make sure while the focus is being in person, absolutely. You have to make sure that you are also thinking about someone can't make it. Someone's not there. How do we make sure that they're still connected? Because you do want it to feel like it's the whole company. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's a change, right? It used to be when we were much smaller and Remotes Week was essentially, it was expected that everyone would be, I mean, unless you were ill or had something going on, you know, like everyone came. But this time it didn't feel right. Right. right? It was, you know, whether or not you could do it. So the, making the on-site <laughs> events remote, accessible and friendly was important. And yeah. it wasn't necessarily easy to get the AV right in the room. It and took also, us a few tries. It took us a few tries. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I also, I really, I wanted, you know, people coming to the office for the first time, I wanted them to feel at home. I wanted them to mm. feel like I know how to book a conference room and I know how to use the seltzer machine and I know how to make myself a cup of coffee and like, oh, this is where the, the snacks are and like, where would I go if I needed some Advil? Like, and that, that you know, just that that kind of thing. Totally. Um, making that as easy and obvious as, as possible. I think that in addition to the sort of the big all company remote suite too, I think it's also like important and good for the smaller groups to be able to come to have totally more of that like, oh, I work out of this office yes. experience and yes. I know how to book the conference rooms and I know how to make the coffees. I'm doing that. It isn't necessarily everything's being catered and, and structured and planned for me. I just work here. Yeah. That's also a good, a That's good thing. That's also a good thing. <laughs> I mean, we, we have a sizable portion of our of our New York-based contingent who is not in the office you know, every day, nor do we expect them to be. Yeah. But those smaller group settings are also a good reason to get a bigger group of people to come in and not have to force them unnecessarily to be in the office. It's, yep. If there's a draw... Uh, and there's a smaller group and you've got people who it's not too much of a hassle to come mm -hmm. in, it can make a lot of sense and it can be great. Yeah. Yeah. We, over the, the past few months, we kind of took advantage of the pandemic and said, okay, what are we going to do about the office? Uh, are we going to double down or are we going to let it go? And we were like, we're going to double down. Mm -hmm. And we invested and we did it. We did a renovation and we, I think we were all a little bit depressed by the rows of empty desks. And so we were like, you know what? We want this place to be a place where people want to come. Yeah. Let's make it more comfortable. And so we reimagined it with like couches and chairs and sitting areas, more of a kind of a coffee, sh a gathering place vibe gathering place. versus like, a, you know, <laughs> rows and rows of empty desks. And so we do have desks, of course, that people can work. I mean, an interesting change that we made, I mean, all of our desks now are flex desks, right? Like you book a desk when you're going to come in. So you're, yep. not, you're not sitting in the same place, which is a little bit of a change, right? Because a little bit of a change. Some people are used to, you know, having all their stuff at their desk and their pictures at their desk and, and whatever. But that's actually been... That's been really good because it reinforces the expectation of like, I can, you know, I can come, I can go, I can be remote, I have, there's a place for me. And it also mixes it up. People, different people sit different, yeah. different places, different times. And That's right. It's a good setup. It's been great for clients too. The fact yes. that our, you know, when our clients want to come in and use the space and it's not like, oh, I'm looking out at a whole bunch of workstations. It's like, oh, I'm looking out at a pleasant environment that I right. want to be in. That I want to be in. That was a big deal for us. I mean, we wanted to be able to host workshops and brainstorming sessions and design sprints and the like. And we didn't want it to be like we were encroaching on people trying to work at the monitors. Yeah. And now it has a, this space very much invites that kind of opportunity. And, and I could think of at least four client workshops yes. who we've had over the past few months. We also, in one of our conference rooms, we covered the wall in that oh, idea, paint. idea paint, that whiteboard oh, stuff. Big whiteboard wall. Uh, I know Miro's great. But you can't you can't replace the big whiteboard wall. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's where innovation happens on the big whiteboard wall. Right. Standing up at the whiteboard wall with a, with a dry erase marker. <laughs> Nothing replaces that. Yeah. Well, Chris, we made it. We it's made been, it. It's been a hell of a week. It's been a really good time. But a fun uh, week. A really fun week. I'm excited. Actually, we're going to go out with the team tonight and celebrate. We have some promotions and other good news to celebrate. I'm so glad that we got to do it. Excited to do it and Me feeling too. really energized. Me too. About the team. Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. If you'd like to talk to us about being remote, hybrid, on site, or anything, or if you need help. 
building software, which is the thing that we do. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hello at postlight.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Back to work.